and welcome to the September 23rd episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Arenda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on tax simplification and reduction measures in Angola, major IT investments in Cape Verde, new ports in Cape Verde and Cote d'Ivoire, upstream oil and gas news in Cameroon, Gabon and Mozambique, the Timor-Leste 2023 state budget, new casino concessions in Macau, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Joana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news from the European Union, where the president of the European Commission has announced the creation of a new hydrogen bank directed at bridging the investment gap and connecting future demand and supply. One of the Commission's initiatives to invest in renewable energy and hydrogen in particular, the new European Hydrogen Bank, will guarantee the purchase of hydrogen, notably by using resources from the Innovation Fund, through an investment of 3 billion euros. The Commission's goal is to achieve a supply of 10 million tons produced and 10 million tons imported, totaling 20 million tons of green hydrogen by 2030. In Angola, the Institute for the Management of State Assets and Participations has launched a new privatization tender via an online auction for six more industrial units in the Special Economic Zone, namely the units of Inducamar, Inducon, Lab Control, Pivangola, Sidurex and Tension BT. The auction will begin on 18 October and end on 19 October at 1.59 p.m. and applications may be submitted through the electronic auction portal by 3.30 p.m. on 17 October. Last week, witnessed the investiture of the recently re-elected President of the Republic, João Lourenço, who will serve his second five-year term after his party's victory in Angola's general elections this August. Also sworn in were the 12 members of the President's Cabinet appointed last week. During the Business Forum on the Impact of Tax Legislation in Attracting Foreign Investment, organized by the American Chamber of Commerce in Angola, the president of the board of the General Tax Administration stated that tax reforms in the country are leaning towards the reduction of tax rates and not their increase. He further explained that in terms of income taxation, the work is already underway as scheduled taxes should be eliminated in Angola. This will result in a single tax on the income of legal persons or companies, a single tax on the income of individuals, and a single tax that will tax micro-business activity. In Cape Verde, the data center being built in Praia is to be completed by the end of the year. Financed by the African Development Bank and estimated at 36.5 million US dollars, the Cape Verde Technology Park is part of the country's investment in digital transformation to diversify Cape Verde's tourism-dependent economy. The project entails the construction and equipment of a data center, business center, incubation center, and training and qualification center with ICT facilities, ultimately supporting innovation that fosters inclusive and green growth. Several companies have already expressed interest in the technology park, including Microsoft, Unitel, UAE, and Afri Labs. The 36 million euro upgraded Port of Mayo in Cape Verde was inaugurated last week. The modernization of the Port of Mayo and Palmeira is expected to assist Cape Verde on its journey of sustainable growth and unlock opportunities for sustainable tourism and access to regional markets. The project had the financial backing of the African Development Bank, which provided close to 18 million euros and the help of the bank's strategic partner, the EU, which provided 11 million euros, with the government of Cape Verde contributing with 7.8 million euros. 
Another port was inaugurated, this time in Côte d'Ivoire. The 173 million euros San Pedro multipurpose industrial terminal, which resulted from a strategic partnership between Côte d'Ivoire, Arise Ports and Logistics and S-Energies, is dedicated to interconnected and agile exports, thanks to cutting-edge technology and tailored solutions. The inauguration of the new multipurpose industrial terminal represents an unprecedented growth opportunity for Côte d'Ivoire, as well as for international and national mining operators. With its two deep water docks, 13.8 hectares of land, and 160,000 tons of storage capacity, the terminal allows the country's production to be distributed in large quantities throughout the sub-region. The National Hydrocarbons Corporation of Cameroon and its partner Perenco, which operate the Hili Episeo FLNG facility, are planning to increase the production of liquefied natural gas by 400,000 tons per year from January 2023, which could bring the total annual LNG production to 1.6 million tons from January 2023. In addition to the capacity increase, they will drill and appraise a number of additional natural gas wells and then upgrade upstream facilities to support further sustained production increases. In Gabon, Perenco has announced that the first phase of construction of a new butane gas production plant in Batanga is now complete and that the second phase is already underway. The new plant should be up and running by the end of the first semester of 2023 and is expected to produce 15,000 tons of butane gas per year. This represents 40% of national production and will allow Gabon to be self-sufficient and become an exporter of butane gas. On the topic of exports, Gabon's crude oil exports have soared to 145% in the first semester of the year, with a revenue of 953.5 billion CFA francs. This remarkable performance is mainly due to the rise in the price of a barrel of Gabonese oil, which rose by more than 60.1% to $98 at the end of March 2022. Meanwhile, Equatorial Guinea is to invest 300 billion CFA francs in its first refinery. The infrastructure to be located in Bata, the country's economic capital, will have a capacity of 20,000 barrels of crude oil per day in refined petroleum products. In the making since 2010, the project is scheduled to start in the first quarter of 2023 and is expected to cover the needs of national consumption of refined products currently supplied by external sources. For the project, national oil company GE Petrol is partnering up with the China Railway Construction Corporation and the CIRDL. The two technical and financial partners will be contributing 56% of the sum needed, while the state will provide 44% of the total amount, estimated at over 297 billion CFA francs. In Mozambique, the president has called on energy companies to resume work on gas projects in Cabo Delgado. The head of state appealed to the operators by highlighting the improvement of security in the area, as well as the rise in energy commodity prices, which increases profitability of investments. The Mozambican president also committed to holding more specialized meetings with the sector to assess other support measures to maintain security. In the meantime, Portugal has taken measures to tackle a labor shortage in several key industries. The country has implemented simplified visa regulations for citizens of eight Portuguese-speaking nations expected to fill the vacancies in administrative service, information and communications technology, accommodation service, construction, health and social services, amongst others. According to the government, any citizens from a member state of the CPLP who requests any visa to enter Portugal will be granted one immediately unless there is an expulsion order or a banning order in the Schengen area. 
The Portuguese government approved a 1.4 billion euro package to support businesses and the social economy in counteracting rising energy prices and mitigating the effects of inflation resulting from the current geopolitical context. Named Energy to Move Forward, the plan is divided into three major actions. The first will consist of extended support to the manufacturing and agro-food industry, with retroactive increments for companies that entered the support gas program for a total of 230 million euros. The second is a credit line of 600 million euros for companies affected by disruptions in energy, raw material prices or the supply chain. With a package of 290 million euros, the third measure, the most structural measure of the program, is aimed at accelerating energy transition and energy efficiency. The plan also includes the temporary suspension of the tax on petroleum products and the carbon tax on natural gas, especially for gas used in the production of electricity and cogeneration. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, ARISE-2P intends to invest 850 million US dollars in the creation of the Special Economic Zone of Kinmalebo, which will generate 15 to 20,000 jobs in the wood, glass, pharmaceutical and electric battery industries. According to the government, this is the materialization of the country's goal of having a special economic zone that would contribute to the economic development of the country in terms of job creation and social peace. The government of Timor-Leste approved the draft bill of the general state budget for 2023, the largest in the country's history. The budget is capped at $3.16 billion, with $1 billion of that sum corresponding to the Veterans Fund. The executive stated that if the National Liberation Fighters Fund is excluded, 33% of the budget will be allocated to institutional measures, 35% to social capital, 11% to economic development, 18% to infrastructure development, and 3% to the contingency fund. It is estimated that the expenses of central administration services and entities will reach $2.8 billion, while social security expenses are $235.7 million, and the budget for the special administrative region of Oekuse and Benu is $120 million. The proposed general state budget for next year also includes several changes to some of the excise tax rates. Over in Macau, the world's biggest gambling hub, seven companies have submitted bids for casino licenses. For the first time, Macau has imposed a formal table cap and minimum income requirements for the new operators that will be awarded 10-year gaming concessions, with the six successful bidders operating from 1 January next year, following the conclusion of the current concession period, on 31 December 2022. This move is part of a broader overhaul of legislation for Macau's gambling industry, introduced by law number 7-2022, approved in June this year, which grants authorities much tighter oversight and control over the casino operators, which raked in 36 billion US dollars in 2019. While the legal framework for gambling remains fundamentally unchanged, Macau's new gaming law introduced a few other changes. For instance, the tax levy on casinos, 40% of the gross revenues, may now be reduced by a maximum of 5% for reasons of public interest, including expanding customer markets in foreign countries. Finally, we would like to take the opportunity to congratulate our colleagues at Hat, Ling, Lei e Cortez Lectu, the Macau member of Miranda Alliance, for the fifth anniversary of their Lisbon office. Established in 1985, Lectu has offices in Macau, Hengin, Chenson, and Lisbon. The law firm comprises seven partners and 23 lawyers admitted to practice in seven jurisdictions Macau, China, Portugal, United States, Brazil, Cape Verde, and Timor-Leste. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. Please join us in two weeks' time for more developments in the Moran Alliance world. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Joana Graça Moura from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.